If you've enjoyed listening to Travel and Shit, consider becoming a patron. As a supporter at the $3.99 a month tier, you get access to episodes ad-free and one week early. At $5.99 a month, you're at the family tier. At this tier, you get ad-free and early access, same as in the supported tier, but you also get a free travel and shit tea after six months of support, 50% off digital products and downloads, and 20% off merch. You also get a free digital bundle that includes the mindfulness workbook, solo travel planning course, packing lists, past itineraries, suggested travel gear, and more. The podcast will still be free. You don't have to pay to listen. But if you want to hear the episodes as soon as they're released, and if you want to show me and the show some love, please consider becoming a patron. For more information, go to travelandshitpodcast.com slash subscribe. I made it around the world And came back with stories to tell Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you are new, welcome. Happy to have you. This episode is a part two, if you will, continuation, um, tying loose ends of our Joshua Tree trip. A boyfriend and I went last week, Southern California, and um, great fucking time. Great, 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 absolutely fantastic time. I really had, like, this felt like a vacation. Uh, So just a little recap. We got there Sunday, left on Thursday. Well, we got there Sunday night, left on Thursday night. That makes a difference. Um, When we arrived, we ended up picking up a rental car. We ended driving. So Joshua Tree, not Palm Springs. So Palm Springs is where we flew into. And we drove to Joshua Tree, which is about 45 minutes away. I want to say Joshua Tree is like two and a half, three hours from LA. Um, if you're so inclined to want the accurate number, please refer to your Google. Um, but that's the general area we were in. We ended up having dinner reservations for Monday, Desert in the Kitchen, Black-owned restaurant, wild good food, um, a little pricey. And by pricey, not ridiculous pricey. It's just more than, um, I generally pay for the foods that I was eating, but region, right? I'm considering where the fuck I was. Um, what did I get? I ended up getting, um, jerk chicken, man, good, very, very good. And that was like $30 plate of oxtail was like 40. So is it wildly expensive? No, I just have never in my black ass years paid $30 for no fucking jerk chicken. 
haven't done it. Um, so take that as you will. Uh, but the food was worth it. It tasted like a $30 plate. I'll give it that. So I was very pleased. Uh, that was Monday. That's basically all we did. Lounged around the Airbnb and enjoyed the amenities. The Airbnb that we stayed in had a beautiful, beautiful backyard. We actually did a lot of bird watching. I'm a bird watcher now. We saw desert quail. We saw hummingbirds and not just like zip by hummingbird. Like one flew maybe 40, 50 feet away from us and did the cutest little dance. He just sat there or she, they, whatever. It was just there. And it did the whole float thing so that we can kind of see it. And then it flew off. So that was a very special moment for me. I enjoyed that. Um, desert quail, hummingbirds. Uh, what was the other thing we saw? Uh, morning doves. And those are the three that we were able to comfortably identify between the Google. And there was actually a nice little coffee table book. Uh, in the house that had a lot of information about Joshua Tree. And there were a bunch of different little pictures, descriptions of animals, birds uh, that were in the area. So basically the first day, sat outside, a little bit of, we tried to stargaze, couldn't really see the, um, I was going to say the lights, we couldn't really see the, I was going to say the sun. Stars, Jesus, excuse me. Couldn't really see the stars initially because it was, I guess, overcast or whatever. Um, day two, hung in the house again, watched Netflix. Shout out to Cooking at All Costs. That shit is so good. Netflix, two bangers. We absolutely loved Drink Masters and we absolutely loved Cooking at All Co Costs. Both of the hosts, really, really personable guys. Really appreciated the two of them and the job that they did with the shows. Much, much, much so appreciated. Um, so if you haven't checked out those shows, I would definitely recommend those as well. Very easy to watch, extremely entertaining, not difficult to get into, and also not difficult to stay invested in. So once you start watching the show, you're going to want to finish. Um, but I want to say each program has maybe six to eight episodes. So easy watch. So we definitely hung out day drinking. It was a good time. Um, we had a beautiful view from the couch like on the one side we've got netflix and behind us we've got mountains so um that was the first two days the third day we actually did get out of the house and went to joshua tree national park thoroughly enjoyed it beautiful we did one hiking trail in particular i believe it was um barker dam loop I think that's what it was called, the Barker Dam Loop. Um, there was a dam, but desert, so you only see a lot of the water there if there's been a healthy rain recently. It did rain the day before. Can't say it was healthy. Um, wasn't any water. It was still beautiful hike. We got to see a lot of different topography. Uh, there were a lot of different... Um, I don't want to even say different ecosystems, but like in one area, it was all rocks. And then in another area, barren, open landscape, um, there were tons of Joshua tree. I want to say Chola. I keep wanting to call them deserts. They're not deserts. Um, cacti. 
I want to say it was, and I only say Chola because, let me see, Chola Cactus. Let me just look it up. Yep, I wasn't wrong. Um, Chola Cactus. Ooh, I just saw a... Ew, why do people do this? So in me Googling to make sure that I'm calling it the right thing, some weirdo, why people do some wild shit, y'all? I don't know what this man is doing, but he's basically got a bunch of the little cacti on him and they're in little balls. Like imagine like a stress ball, but a stress ball full of needles because it's a cactus. Um, yeah, I, I didn't need that. Googs, Google. Uh, that's what we call each other. Well, I won't say we call each other. I'm hoping my Google doesn't have a name for me, but Googs. Um, so that's how I refer to my Google. Um, didn't need that at all, but yeah, so it is called a Chola cactus. Um, but lots of those, lots of Joshua trees, um, tons of sand. I enjoyed the hike very much. I was not regretful that we only did the one. Initially in my mind, I wanted to drive further out into the middle of the park, start the Chola gardens, which is a ton of those Chola cacti. And then work our way back through stopping at a couple of different spots in the park to see the, um, the rocks and the stones and shit that are in different formations and decided against it. Honestly, we went to the, we boyfriend is very much so the one that is better with not just navigating, but not navigating in the sense of make this left. That's me. I'm the passenger princess. But in terms of just logistics, figuring out which is better for this. I'm thinking aesthetics. I'm thinking feels. I'm thinking the energy of a trip. And he's like, let's let's get down to what makes more sense. So a nice match we make. We ended up only doing the one. Don't regret it. Incredible scenery. You actually do get to see a lot of different things on the uh, mini hike. I'd say we were there for a couple of hours, but you could have honestly walked it in 20 minutes maybe. Um, maybe 30. But uh, also easy hike. I would say if you got maybe bad knee, bad back, you'll be okay. But I mean like bad knee, bad back, like you get relatively uncomfortable or, you know, every once in a while your knee might give out, but for the most part, you pretty much have a pretty solid control of your movements and stuff. I do not think it was a difficult hike. I am by no means an expert hiker, but um, I'd say it was very easy. Um, so 10 and 10, highly recommend Joshua Tree National Park. That was a good time. And to where I left off from the last episode, we were actually leaving Thursday night and we had all fucking day to kill. Thankfully, our host was able to accommodate a late, a late checkout. Checkout was initially at like 10, um, we asked to check out at like 12 and he was like, Oh yeah, it's 1130 is fine. And we left at 12. <laughs> um, thank you Detesh, for, um, really, uh, not beating us over the head about that. We, uh, did our best, but a lot of moving parts. Also, I don't believe in just leaving places in a worse condition than I found them. So I ended up like I clean up. So loading the dishwasher, making sure we took the trash out. If you listen, you heard me just say that. And I don't know if you're watching this on YouTube, but you immediately may have caught my face. Yes, 
Yes, I did take the trash out. Here's why. Um, I can see where the fucking trash can was. Also, when we got there, I want to say the trash can was already out because by the second or the third day, I'm looking outside. I'm like, is that the trash can sitting out on the curb? Yes, the trash had come before and it was now an empty trash can sitting at the um, end of the driveway. I've always grown up in a house, so I know what that's like to have your trash can rolling down the block. Um, Actually, partial lie. Never had it happen because... My daddy didn't play that shit. He always put the trash cans inside. That being the case, I know what it looks like to have my neighbor's shit running up and down the block. That's not me because I bring the trash can in. So when I finally noticed that the trash can was sitting out on the curb, I bought it the fuck in. And it was right there next to the car where we were parked. So I had no problem taking out the trash because you didn't make me work for it. Collected the trash, took it out. We ended up having a late checkout. Host did not beat us in the head. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. And we... Took our talents to Pioneer Town, followed by, oh, I just had the flyer. Here it is. Noah Purifoy, Outdoor Desert Museum of Assemblage Sculpture. Here it is. That's the flyer. Um, so first we did uh, the Outdoor Museum. So only reason, I won't say the only reason primary reason I went is because the artist, Mr. Noah Purifoy, is a black man. Um, so I was right here. There's no way I wouldn't go see a very uh, free outdoor, don't want to say found trash. I really, so a lot of it is, I don't know what it is called. But I'm trying to see if I can scan it to give you what the word, um, he, he uses a bunch of trash. That's what it is. It's, it's junk, right? But one man's junk is another man's treasure. He turned it into treasure, beautiful installations. A lot of them, I don't want to say a lot. Some of them, you can maybe see what was going on and then others you can't. And it is, it was located maybe 20 minutes from where we were staying. We stayed in Joshua Tree, not in a surrounding area, but we were actually in Joshua Tree. And for proximity's sake, if you are interested in visiting the national park, Joshua Tree National Park was a whopping 15 minute drive from the Airbnb. Um, and Noel Purifoy was about equidistant in another area. They did an awkwardly good job with it. And this is coming from someone who's not an art person per se. I am more of the, ex mm, that's not the right way to put it. I am for all the arts. However, I personally tend to consume dance, um, music, love photography, um, I consume that the most. For me, that is the most moving. That brings me the most um, joy when I am consuming. In terms of paintings, sculptures, um, and again, I, I want to say found footage, but it's not found footage. It is just a collection of... I'm sorry, Mr. Purifoy, who has since passed, so he's absolutely listening to what I'm saying. 
joke. Uh, some of it was gorgeous. We were really surprised by how it, me can't say we, I D was a little surprised because it's on 10 acres of land. It didn't feel like it was that large. A lot of the installations are fucking huge. They are actually immersive. You can walk inside, walk around. I didn't touch anything. I don't do germs, people germs. I don't mind dirt. I don't mind dust. I can deal with all the things that just naturally occur in life. People germs. I don't trust because I feel like people incubate all of the worst of the germs. Um, again, not my degree is in. It's how I personally feel. So I don't touch it. Uh, also it's an outdoor. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say sculpture because there's more than one piece. It's an outdoor installment. There are animals and I don't want to disturb anyone's nest uh, home, burrow, any of those things. Uh, one guy almost tripped over. like he bumped into it, made a huge noise. I thought he was going to totally destroy the piece and accidents happen, you know, but it's also one of those places where everything is very precarious. There are exposed edges. There's rusty aluminum. There's, you know, broken ceramic everywhere, splintered wood, like it's one of those places where if you are going to visit, please be careful. It's like a thousand, more than a thousand, maybe a million different ways you could die there. It's just one of those things where there's a ton of stuff. Don't want to say in the way because it's an installment and it was placed there, but there's a ton of stuff around that you can absolutely fuck your shit up on. So this particular destination uses a little caution, use a little sense. It was a really nice experience, but I um, think I enjoyed it more from the aspect of knowing that this was created by a black man in an area where I personally can't say that I have any empirical data about what the racial makeup or the demographic of the people that live in the area are, but I am hard pressed to think I saw a single black person other than myself. I, not at the car rental, not at the black owned restaurant, black owned, not at the restaurant, not in the park, not at Pioneer Town. Oh. Pioneer Town. Saw my Pioneer Town. Nah, saw my Pioneer Town, which is a um, tourist destination. So, don't really know if that's a Palm Springs Joshua Tree thing or if it's just this is a place people come. Uh, so, didn't see many. I did see some Browns, no Blacks so. though. Um, and by Browns, I mean people of Hispanic heritage, maybe a couple of Indian, non blacks. We were there for a week. Um, in fairness to the community, we didn't get outside too often, but it is what it is. I, for that reason, but for many reasons, I'm gonna go to some black shit anyway, but especially in a space where I didn't necessarily feel culturally embraced 
For example, let me try to give you an analogy. You go to Atlanta, right? Atlanta is very black to me. When I experience Atlanta, it's always very black, but I have family there. So for the most part, I am near or in close proximity to my family. So when I go to Atlanta, it already feels black. I don't feel like I have to seek out black experiences. This destination, however, a little bit different. I already knew by doing a cursory Google, not anything deep dive. Somehow I came across it and decided to rabbit hole my way further. There was a poster on a Reddit. I am unfamiliar with Reddit threads, but this may have been the second time, maybe third time that I tried to navigate the platform. And there was a woman saying that they, she and her partner had gone on a vacation a while ago, but this time they were looking to do remote work there and were going to commit to maybe three months while they were there. White woman, black man is her partner. Her concern was, what is his comfort as a black man going to be in the neighborhood? And all of the comments were like, yeah, so um, I, as a white man, yes, shout out to them, who have white wife, I mean, black wife, or um, had a black friend with me, or I am white, take this information with, you know, the grain of salt or with whatever you can take from it. I didn't really feel, I didn't see too many other people of color or the people were nice and they seemed accepting or, you know, outskirts, not so much. Downtown Palm Springs, that general area, we had really great time, no issues. That for me, ears were perked. So I was aware always head is always on a swivel. I'm always paying the fuck attention. But, um, that in particular was something somewhat of a concern, especially when I noticed that the neighbor behind the house we were staying at, we had the whole house, by the way, whole house outside, uh, parking garage was actually a yoga studio and they had a washer dryer in there. So very clutch definitely did, um, our laundry before we left. Um, and I mean our laundry in terms of shit to pack to bring home, they can wash their own linens also because I don't know how they choose to wash their linens. I would hope that they're doing like a really hot, whatever. Um, so the neighbors had one of those don't tread on me flags, you know, the yellow flag with the, uh, yellow flag with the, uh, snake, I don't know if it is particularly a rattlesnake, but I believe it is. Long and short, that was the flag in the backyard. Give me very insurrection shit. So personally, while we could have done some walking, like we could have walked from where we were staying to a very main street, I'm good. Don't need to do that. No sidewalks. There are no street lights per se. And um, seeing that very quickly made me question the entire neighborhood. Um, unfair to the neighborhood if they all happen to be very nice people. But um, I, as a visitor, don't know that. Self-preservation, always going to protect my neck first. So decided not to walk anywhere. I wasn't going to walk anywhere anyway. But having read what I read on the Reddit thread and then seeing that in the backyard, not going to say I wasn't concerned. So... And honestly, since we're on it, I'll take a step back. Let me put this 
pamphlet right here as a reminder so I can pick up where I left off. But as a thought, I'm trying to think back in terms of different places, yeah, different places that I've traveled to where I can't say I necessarily felt safe. And this is not because there's one aspect of not feeling safe in terms of being like a solo woman traveler. There's another aspect of being safe where I know I wasn't solo, but me, a black woman with a very racially ambiguous uh, partner, um, he's Puerto Rican and white. So his mom looks like, I look like his mom. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, I just look like his mom. No, I literally look more like his mother's child than he does. It is what it is, right? So I blend in, right, with his family. He does not. He's very uh, ambiguous. Gorgeous, though. Very gorgeous. Um, But mixed couple. It is what it is. I don't know how the people where I am feel about that. Um, and I choose not to subject myself to, um, situations where not only do I have to temper how someone else may respond or interact with us, I also have to temper how my partner interacts and responds with other people because he's always ready for the smoke. I'm not, um, he's a very nonviolent person, but he also um, just doesn't take well to respect. So he's more the person that will bring it up where I'm more of the, hmm, I'm a go, right? So those are things that are in my mind. And I choose to not engage with those things for my own comfort and personal safety. I cannot say, even as a solo traveling woman through different countries in Europe, um, different countries where many, um, and then mind you, neighborhood is a neighborhood is a neighborhood, right? A whole country is not a neighborhood. So just because you went to a certain country doesn't mean that the neighborhood in that country that you were in is indicative of the entire country or, um, of the entire or the global perception of said country. Right? So for example, another analogy here, Africa, the world would have you think that Africa was a barren, you know, wasteland where none of the children eat and everyone is starving. Welcome to 2023. We know that it's not true. While that happens in plenty of places, plenty of countries, plenty of continents, um, Africa is very rich. Africa is very lush. Africa has tons of beautiful places in all of their different countries because Africa is not a country, it's a continent. Um, for those of you who weren't quite sure, no judgment. Um, this is me judging, but, um, just because the world would like to have the rest of the world or the world would like to think that the save the children commercials is what the entire continent looks like. We know that not to be true at this point. And that is my point. Neighborhood to country, country to neighborhood. It is what it is. But of all the different places that I have been, especially all the countries that I've been to and all the different places I've been to as a solo black woman traveler. This is the first time I was like, yeah, no, I'm cool. I'm not going to walk around this neighborhood because I'm a walker and we'll walk everywhere. Um, so I, I, and I pay attention to my gut. I pay attention to the way I feel when I'm in different places. Um, I take intentional travel to that 
degree as well. I don't just, how do I feel right now in terms of, do I need to go outside? Do I need a little mm -mm, cha-cha-cha? Do I want to dance? Do I want to have some drinks? Or do I want to go read placards at a museum? That's not the only intentional traveling that I subscribe to. I also subscribe to the what does my gut say about this current setting? The same way, like I've told you guys plenty of times before, when you are traveling, listen to yourself. If yourself is telling you something don't feel right, something's off, chances are you're not that wrong. You're not that far off from the truth. You may not be, it could be fear instead of intuition talking. That's a very reasonable um, caution to keep in mind. But I also very much so pay attention to how I feel and if I think of something, I'll come back and report back. But I can't think of anywhere else I've been where I was like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Um, not going to walk around here. So Joshua Tree, there's that. Don't know how you feel about it, but my little two, two, uh, two cents. I was going to say two piece. No, two cents. Um, so as my reminder reminds me, Noah Purifoy, that being the case, I was very intentional about making sure uh, that if there was something black to do, we was going to do it. So we went to the outdoor um, museum of assemblage sculpture and I enjoyed it. Uh, then we went, did we do Pioneer Town before? Or after? I think we did. Yeah, we did Pioneer Town last. We did Pioneer Town mostly to, what's the, I, I have so many words in my mind and my mind is always racing. So I'm having a hard time thinking of the world, not the word, um, not to placate, but to amuse little me, right? Last week I told y'all I made little me proud. Little me is still proud. Big me is proud. But Pioneer Town always sound like a really kick-ass fucking time as a kid. Oregon Trail was life. I played the fuck out of it. Um, there were so many shows, movies, like the wild, wild West cops and robbers as a kid. Like it was all really one of those things where I had this picture of what I was going to see when I got there. Quite disappointed. Pioneer town was a waste of fucking time. Um, and I'll say a waste of time only because it did not live up to my childhood dreams. However, it was not a waste of time in the sense that I now do not wonder. Um, it wouldn't have been a waste of time if I were to forever have wondered had Pioneer Town been as pioneery as I thought it was. And it wasn't. It felt so freaking modern. There were modern shops in Pioneer Town. They, of course, all had the old-timey facade. Um, very 1800, um, harder they fall, appearance in terms of the buildings. However, they were so close. Like, everything was right on top of each other. Like, it was all one big plank of wood that extended throughout the town on both sides. Um, I'm actually using my phone to record, so I can't even show y'all pictures. Um, but I don't think y'all are missing anything by not going. I was expecting that there would be 
placards, uh, note cards, any type of information along the, I don't want to say route because it wasn't exactly a, exactly a route. It was just like a space. Imagine a strip mall, if you will. Um, and you can, you could go into most of the structures because they, again, had modern stores. I ain't going to none of them because that's not what I went to Pioneer Town for. And by, by modern structures, I mean, like, they were from the outside looking in, they weren't even selling, like, Pioneer Town goods. Like, it was scarves, pottery. Um, I don't want to say apothecary shop, but... There may have been, not a metaphysical shop, but did they have, no, I don't think they had like crystal. They may have had crystals there. Didn't feel inclined to check. There was one area, it, I think it was listed as like the museum of film. Um, but it was a couple of people in there. They had no masks on. So it was like, mm, I'll stick to outside. Thanks. And I got some really cute pictures really huge pictures. Uh, that was it. Apparently they say that pioneer town is used as like a film set. And I, I'm assuming that angles editing, you know, post-production is really what gives it more of an effect. But I was so disappointed. So very, very disappointed. Uh, but did it, I know what it's like. I'm hesitant to tell you don't bother going because it depends on what your attachment might be. I know for me, very nostalgic. I wanted to go. It's one of those places that I kind of felt like school trips go there. Oh man, wish I had a school trip that can go to Pioneer Town. Yeah, so it is what it is. And then that was it. We ended up dropping the car back off and uh, flew back home. Little delay, no big deal. We got here safe and sound, thank God. And I definitely, definitely would love if anyone else has been to Joshua Town, uh, Joshua Town, Joshua Tree, not Joshua Town, like Pioneer Town, Joshua Tree. Jesus, if you've been to Joshua Tree, I would love to hear what your experience was, um, especially considering we went off season. We went in January. Uh, and I personally would say, and this isn't the first off season travel that I've done. I did off season travel to Bermuda. That also was a January. I love taking vacation in January, honestly. Um, for me, it's an easy time to get off from work. Uh, but off season travel is not that bad, especially if you like moi are not really one for the crowds. I would prefer to do things with as little, uh, I don't want to say human interaction, but with as little public interaction as possible. I don't mind talking to people. Truly don't. I don't like crowds. Crowds make me very uncomfortable. So I would prefer if my leisure activities, especially on a vacation where I would like to be um, positively stimulated and entertained, um, would have just less of the rah, rah, rah. Let me ease into things. That's more my speed. And I seek those experiences out. Off-season travel 
often accommodates for such because there are just fewer people competing with the same resources, especially if you're going to a relatively touristy area or a place where there tend to be a lot of people that are going to just be there from all across the world. Not even like it's the type of people that I'm around, just like just fucking crowds, right? Off-season travel. Highly recommend, but, but consider what it is you are going there for. Don't necessarily do the off-season beach travel if you know you want to be on the beach. If you know that, for example, Bermuda, January, when I went, I want to say it was 2017 or 2018. I think it was 2017. The hottest it got was 72 degrees. Not really conducive for beach weather. And that was like the high. So that means that on general, in general, the temperatures were like 50 um, in like the early mornings or in the late afternoons, late evenings when the sun started to go down during the day, it was like sixties and cute for walking around, doing things, exploring. It's not too hot, but keep that in mind when you are, um, considering the things that you are interested in doing for, you know, your off season trip. So of note, otherwise that was Joshua tree. I highly recommend recommend the area. I started doing a little digging around for the weird things about places that I've been. And yeah, some of the things that I found, I kind of wish that I had looked up prior to going. And that generally seems to be what uh, my experience about a place is that sometimes the research that I do prior I'm seeing how I look up different things differently pre and post trip. And that might be another episode for another day, but for today, that's it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as a reminder, travel is so much more than vacation, but when you do take a vacation, please, 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 please absolutely tap in, tap in with self, tap in with the people that you are with and make sure that you all or just you get the best of said vacation by being very intentional and curating the trip to be what you and your spirit desire, what you need and what you deserve. Um, that's it y'all. Holla at me on the internets. Bye.